Hello and welcome to Nintendo News Report for Friday, September 22nd, 2017, also known as the day after everything and its mother came out on the Switch. <laughs> I'm, I'm Donald Terriel, hosting this evening's proceedings as uh, we'd like to wish Alex a very happy new year of the year 5884. <laughs> Joining me tonight, though, we have two other Nintendo News Report regulars, uh, live from Alaska, a man who has his own Mr. Squishy to hang out with, Zach Miller. It's the baby, and also Samus, whose head is as big as her fist. So that's weird. <laughs> it's something about that helmet. I don't know if there's something related to the uh, the fact that Metroid still can't crawl. <laughs> Although the I, I'm kind of disappointed actually that when I got the manual, I got Metroid Samus Returns on the eShop, and it's like I went into the manual thinking, oh, they actually did put why why can't Metroid crawl in the booklet, but no, not so much. Oh. Uh. And the one and our other other guest this evening, the man without the lower third, because Google Hangouts is a pain in the butt. Justin <laughs> Ruby, what's up, guys? That's Justin, who is it? I think Metroid does crawl in Zero Mission, doesn't she? She yeah, does, yeah. actually. <laughs> yes, and and I understand that both of you had a very uh, had a very bad experience with with a Best Buy screw up earlier today. Yes, yeah. it was worth a shot. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Yeah, Best Buy had the dual pack up for what, like twelve dollars or some low price, thirteen bucks. Yeah, well, 13. for me, since I'm Gamers Club Unlocked, it came to eleven dollars and ten cents after tax. So nice. <laughs> and they but my, it was quickly canceled. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, I mean, Best Buy ha- has a history with these things. I mean, hell, they put uh, Mario and Rabbids up for thirty bucks with a hat last night. I do but, have the hat. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't. I don't think they're letting go two game, two 3DS games for twelve bucks that are going to be. Well, they're not even out yet. They're coming out in two months. It's a little over the top. And yes, uh, if you are coming in late, we do have the chat room up. So if any, if anything important does come up there, I will be able to see it, and we can respond to it on the fly. But let's. In a very light week, and for things that didn't involve game reviews, we did have something interesting come out as it pertains to the Switch and the late Mr. Satoru Iwata this week, as it was finally confirmed that there is actually a copy of NES Golf installed on the firmware of the Switch as seemingly a a good luck charm for the system, because and the way of getting it is a bit um, unusual. And it only works one day out of the year. <laughs> Isn't there yeah. an argument over you need a certain firmware version too? Or yeah, you like appara- <laughs> apparently it only works on switches that have never connected to the internet. Well, there so, goes mine. No, we'll see for sure yeah. next year, I guess. Yeah. So basically, what ha- what has to happen is on 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 this on this launch firmware of the switch on July 11th. If you pull, if you take, if you disconnect the Joy Cons and do the directly gesture, as demonstrated so many times by Mr. Wada in the Nintendo Directs, you will actually boot into a version of NES Golf, the original one, that has working motion controls. <laughs> directly, directly into the you'll boot directly into that game, and <laughs> nobody's ever wanted to do that before until this week. Yeah, true. 
I'm surprised it doesn't like if, if you because July 11th is is that actually Mr. Awada's actual birthday? Because I know it's the anniversary of the day that he passed away. I don't think it's his birthday. Yeah, I think it's like January, January, February, something. So, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, thank thankfully uh, we have Google. Uh, born to yeah, born December sixth, nineteen fifty nine. So it's like, hmm, I wonder if you do that on his on his actual birthday, if it'll boot into something like Balloon Fight. <laughs> That'd be nice. I think they would have found that by now. Yeah, because it's like somebody somebody randomly found a copy of Golf running on the Switch, and because now we know there's a working NES emulator on the Switch that has enhanced control support, but nobody really expected that there'd be that it would be in there and treated in such a fashion that it seems like Iwata is still watching over the system even though he passed away two years before it came out. Yeah, well, now yeah. everybody can stop whining for Virtual Console. You got it. <laughs> yeah, one one game. Now, admittedly, it's probably his greatest programming feat, getting getting 18 holes of golf on the tiniest of Famicom cartridges. But I think but, he did it again with uh, NES Open <coughs> Tournament Golf. I think he was involved in that. Oh, really? If I'm not mistaken. I, I wouldn't. Well, at that point, they were probably using bigger carts because wasn't that like a 1991 game? Oh, yeah, that was a later game, but man, that game's awesome. I don't care what any people say. That's the original Mario Golf in my book. Hmm. Yeah, the, there was way, there's way more graphical fidelity in that game than was in the original Famicom Golf. Yeah, and I played oh, the yeah, version on the Famicom Mini, and it's it seems very different than our version. You have to, um, looks, looks like you have to unlock... Uh, various courses, and I think they're all unlocked from the start in the North American release. Yeah, mm. yeah. North America ain't got time for that. <laughs> I uh, I don't like the uh, NES Open Golf. I know. I don't think a lot of people do. <laughs> nope, not from what I've heard. And I'm like, hey, it's pretty good for an NES golf game. And <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of those games on the NES that sold really well, but just didn't didn't really click. Like when NES Open Tournament Golf came out as an ambassador game. I think it... Uh, I assume it was an ambassador game. Or was it, it was I'm some pretty sure game. it was, yeah. It was, it was. I played the garbage out of it, and everyone else is like, I hate that game. I'm like, oh, I love this game. This is a great game to always have on my 3DS. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only game I hate played more on my 3DS was Zelda 2. <laughs> actually, me too. I tried to beat it. It still hasn't happened yet. I, I, I actually managed to beat that game before save states. Nice! I've beaten that game on the NES. So. Oh. <laughs> and the sad thing is, Zelda 2 was actually the first NES game I ever got as a kid. And yet I still like really? Nintendo. Still a Nintendo fan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the miracle of Festivus. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Good to see that we have a, a working NES emulator running on the Switch. And so when, when they start handing out those free games next year, Maybe they don't start with Balloon Fight, but you get the feeling that's going to be one of the early ones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you're getting versus Balloon Fight soon, maybe. Yes, we are. Among other things, we'll talk about the we'll talk about next week's insane release schedule later on. But another another the other big story, seemingly, of the week is that um, we had the occasion to attend a press event from Bethesda, obviously going around presenting Wolfenstein, and they also had running handheld only the switch version of doom and yeah it looks good it look it the fact that 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 game is running at 
running as seemingly as smoothly as it showed in the video that is on our YouTube channel, 27 minutes long. And by the way, you don't have to worry about ads because you know it's Doom. True. And they're not, and they're not going to put ads on that kind of video. But yeah, they're. It, it seems to be running smoothly and uh, running smoothly. Lock seems like lock thirty even in handheld mode, even if the resolution is isn't what you would expect from Doom. But it seems to be running running a very capable version portably. Yeah, I watched a lot of that, uh, a lot of Jared's video, and and there was not noticeable dips. <coughs> yeah, that's a. I watched a little bit. It looks cool. I'm excited to try Doom on Switch. Same. I mean, the price is a bit steep for what it is at this point is it going to be 60 like, it looks like it's 60 and all the websites that are having mm -hmm. a problem yeah it may just it may... not at the first time but yeah it's a little pricey little pri i mean it's i mean it's down to 20 on the other platforms but you also have to download 90 gigs if you're, if you're if you're doing that game so i will gladly take i will I, I think i've said elsewhere that i would pay 60 bucks for a version of doom that runs on that didn't have to download all the multiplayer junk and the fact that yeah. it's going to be a separate download on switch means it's right in my wheelhouse i hope it's a separate download and not just a patch it is so a I can choose to not download it yeah it's a, it's a separate download and the and we had word from bethesda this week that it's about a nine gig download oh that's it wow for for the multiplayer so you have to think that they're not downloading the size of assets that you would get say in a pc version or a, you know yeah a, like even a PS4 version that's been upgraded to run on a PS4 Pro. True, because those are crank because that's cranking out 4K assets versus what you would get on the Switch. Because it seems like it's going to run at 720 locked on when it's in docked mode, which we didn't get a chance to see this week. Okay, it's good enough for me. Yeah, it's good good enough for any sort of for any portable Doom because. One one another video after you're done watching that that's definitely worth watching is the uh, Digital Foundry this week did a rundown of every console port of the original Doom, and for, oh really yeah and for some reason they threw Doom sixty four in there even though that's complete that's a completely different game than the other but than, it's so good <laughs> but it it's like the the best version of Doom that isn't the uh, isn't the ones that came out on three sixty and PS three last generation very true. Yeah, when they finally had the uh, when they finally had the horsepower to to see just you know something that can actually run a 1994 PC game at full speed, <laughs> and and surprisingly, the Super Nintendo version of Doom is not the worst not not the worst playing version. I'll just leave it at that. I have but, the Super Nintendo oh, version okay. of Wolfenstein. <laughs> that that actually ran pretty. That was actually was ran pretty right. well. I mean, not great, but it's a little yeah. weird. Yeah, but it's. A, I think that the funnest part about Wolfenstein is knowing what they turned that game into. Yeah. For those who don't know, they used the Wolfenstein engine to make the unlicensed, the only unlicensed SNES game, Super Noah's Ark 3D. Oh wow! Yeah, that is <laughs> that is actually a thing that happened. And somehow. <laughs> So you go from punching Nazis to, I don't know, converting people. I I, I admit I have not <laughs> played Super Noah's Ark 3D, and I haven't really had the inclination to do it. Converting Nazis. Yeah, and hey, you get to shoot some Nazis with Wolfenstein, also coming to the Switch next year. And that I think that that one might be a little bit more interesting to see how it runs. Although it is, it's seemingly 
since the even the PS4 and Xbox One versions aren't of that game aren't out yet throughout next month, might be maybe that one will even come down to the Switch a little better than what Doom seems to be doing. Hmm. I still need. I have um, the new order on PS4. Uh, I have not touched it. I mean, I got it like two years ago on a flash sale for five dollars. I, I need to play that before the second game comes out. Yeah, it'd be nice if they released the first game on Switch. With and the, the old game. blood. Yeah. By the time the yep. second game comes out, why not make it a two pack? There you go. Yeah. And and new order and old blood both ran very well on PS3 and 360, so probably a simple port-up process at that point. But there you go. And we, all, we also learned that Panic Button is doing the port for Doom. So it's not Bethesda or it internal, but it is being handled by, by a group who has some experience with porting games to the Switch. Okay. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Let me see what else they've done here. Panic... Button games. Do because uh, I know they've done something. I know they've done something. Uh, did something recently. Oh, they're also doing Rocket League. Oh, the, okay. Uh, they're also doing the Rocket League port. <laughs> they have, they also have Miss Explosion Man, and um, and they're used to doing stuff down to handhelds because they did the uh, ultimate edition of Injustice, which actually oh, really? I played that on Vita. It was a decent little decent little effort. Oh, really? Okay, better than the uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat Nine. Yeah, ran ran better. I had <coughs> less of a care because I'm, superheroes just don't click with me. But that that thing looked it actually ran better than the PS4 version did. Oh wow. That's interesting. Yeah, PS4 version of Injustice was kind of a mess. That's There's a, a shame. I, I have that. <laughs> There's a reason they. I, I think they patched. I think they got that working eventually, but it took some patching to get there. Oh, okay. I, I did. I did. That's another game I flash sailed for like five dollars. I think. I think it was actually like the first retail game that was free on PS Plus. Really? Wow. PS4. Huh. Yeah, so it's yeah, but that's that's a story with Doom. Uh, we'll probably see more on that in the in the weeks ahead. Although maybe we'll get a bigger sign as to what's going to happen with uh, what's going to be happening with Doom when we see Skyrim come out in mid-November. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that game does because I know that uh, it's like every version that comes out is filled with bugs because it's such a huge game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Nintendo deals with that. All right. Well, so I mean, patch people patch games all the time on Nintendo now. So. Oh um, yeah, sure. You know. Probably work how it's been working for every game. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, because like I said, not a lot of news this week, but that's mainly because it seems like every game in the world has come out this week. We had. Let's see, we've got four different Switch games coming out of retail either today, either they're out on the eShop now and they're coming out on on the on the retail shelf later on, or you've got the three different Switch games, including Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 and Poke NDX. Waiting oh, yeah. for the latter on that waiting for the latter one to come in there. That should be in Monday. And we had two big 
two really big Nindy titles come out this week with SteamWorld Dig 2, including our our first 10 in a few months. Yeah. I was surprised. From, from, from Don. And Dimbleweed <coughs> Park, the uh, adventure game from uh, from the from the folks what brought you the old LucasArts adventure games. Yeah, Maniac Mansion. Yeah, I'm looking forward to starting SteamWorld Dig 2. Really love the first game. Zach, you're you're playing that one right now, or at least it's at least I heard you were. I, I was I was a second ago. Yeah. It, it's the beginning of the game is basically the demo that was at PAX and and probably elsewhere. A uh, little five minute piece of gameplay, but it's uh, it's really pretty, mm. and um, looks to have more depth than the first game, which is uh, I, I like SteamWorld Dig. I don't see why people went crazy over it because it kind of wore out my Y button. Uh, and um, I didn't really like the propri uh, not proprietary, randomly generated overworld. I was much more interested in the puzzle rooms. Mm. But there really weren't enough of those. Yeah, that's the main thing I've been waiting on, just a matter of work timing. And I've got a bunch of... I've gone from review game to review game right now, so I just haven't had a chance to pick it up, but I'll probably grab it next week. Yeah, I got Pokemon Gold, too, although I haven't started that. My condolences. Mm. I played it when it came out, and I just don't see much of a reason to go back to it at this point. Because they're the best Pokemon games. I disagree. But... Oh. I mean, those are the games that really went against psychic Pokemon like Mewtwo, and I'm just not okay with that. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> I, I'm the very I'm more offended by Mewtwo that. agenda. Well, yeah. They, although they kind of went the other way because now everything everything in that game is normal types. Either, although it's, it's hard to say they have an anti-psychic oh, yeah. agenda when you can walk into the third into Goldenrod City with eleven thousand dollars and walk out having won the game. <laughs> yeah, you you buy the ad at the game corner. You buy all three Elemental Punch TMs, and you're done. Right. Yeah, I know that trick. Yeah, and and I've I've played more Pokemon Gold and Silver than any person should ever have to. Ah, uh, okay. I will. I will admit that Heart Gold and Soul Silver are the best versions of those games. That's uh, careful, Zach. You might be damning that with faint praise. <laughs> uh, I'm also kind of annoyed that uh, you get Celebi in Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun uh, with the download code with when you buy Pokemon Gold Silver, but not in Gold Silver. That kind of pissed me off. Hmm. Well, that's realistic to the games, since the only way to get uh, to ever that North America at least ever got Celebi in the original games was glitch or go to Six Flags. Oh, I understand that, but I mean, in the you know Virtual Console re-release that they clearly fixed up to work with Pokemon Bank, they could have thrown him in there. Yeah, I think it would make <coughs> more sense to give people who download the game Celebi currently somehow. Yeah. I don't want Celebi in a game I don't then, have. Yeah, and then you, you can, if you want them in the new games, you can use the Poke Bank to transfer them over. Yeah, I already have like three Celebes from various uh, event Pokemon over the years. Yeah. In my bank. Oh well. Yeah. So, and 
this week being a little nuts, and then next week we have the Super Nintendo Classic. Yes. We have FIFA. We got FIFA, the first arcade archives Nintendo game with Mario Brothers, and it seems like there's nine different indie games that are coming out next week, and that's even before we get into the remote possibility that Cave Story could still be could still meet its September release date. Good Cave God, Story? Like, Golf Story, sorry, Golf Story. Golf Story. Although Cave Story did get its update for uh, co-op. It did. I'm kind of excited to try that with somebody. Not my wife, but somebody. You, unfortunately, I don't know, Zach, you going down to Green Bay again this year? No. Um, no, I wasted my money going to Calgary this year. That's my travel budget. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. So I don't know if you get uh, get one of your buddies over from the uh, frozen north or just hell, wait till PAX next year. There you go. Let me tell you, though, going to Calgary, I was a rich, rich man. Yeah, and then right after you left, the dollar went up five cents. <laughs> you got it at the perfect time, my man. Wow, nice. And was it nice to have money that wasn't green for once? That was really, it was actually really weird. And uh, I only cashed out, I only exchanged about 20 American dollars. Yeah. Uh, and I use credit cards for everything else. And all the stuff at SVP was uh, American or Canadian dollars, which was very nice. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Although I suppose they're going to have a lot of guests there. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know every time I go to the US, which granted, I've only really gone twice, I've been, <laughs> I, I still cannot get used to every, every bit of your currency being green. Oh, okay. Do, do you guys have green? We have yeah, we have green, but it's for one type. Whereas we like one denomination is blue, one's purple, one's red. Also, wait till you get the exciting Sacagawea dollar. See how you feel then. <laughs> I, just, also, we ditched the penny about five years ago, so that I'm that jealous of that. I really am. So I'm kind of kind of not used to carrying around pennies either. I still have a purple ten. Uh, I keep meaning to go exchange it at the bank, but I kind of like how it looks because it's a weird looking dollar. Half of it's clear. Yeah, that's that's a counterfeiting measure. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yes. All right. So yeah, so it's going to be a, a really busy couple of weeks, especially as the release schedule fills out, and and. Heck, the 3DS is going to have a bang in a week in two weeks because you've got uh, three major games coming out then for Mario and Luigi, uh, catch the new Lady Layton game, and Cult Step Revolt, which I'm, which um, you'll see something on that on the website early Tuesday morning. Remind me what that game is exactly. Uh, Cult Step Revolt is a combination of board game, collectible card game, and RPG. Oh, okay. And huh. it's really, it, I'm certainly enjoying what I'm playing of it so far. Who developed nice. that one? Pardon? Who developed that one? Wasn't it? Uh, I, I, I don't remember the name of the studio offhand, but it is the same. Like, this is called the Seven is a long running series. It just so happened that Nintendo published the last one in Japan for 3DS. Mm. And I think the last one we got over here before this was the 360 game, I want to say, in 2008. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Yeah. But, and I'm, I think I'm about to hit the point that um, it'll start breaking down. 
So, so that's what I've been playing this week. But I know the two of you have been playing a lot of hanging out with a lot of Metroids. Mm, Metroidy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did play a lot of that. I'm. So, uh, I just got through my second playthrough, hundred percented fusion mode today. Uh, I don't know how people are beating this game in under four hours. I don't know how that's possible. I've seen some. I saw someone who did fusion mode without like getting any of the pickups or anything. Like, oh, that's got to be the only way. With like uh, the lowest percent run, I think you can do. Yeah. Yeah, major pickup, major upgrades don't add to your percentage, mm-hmm. uh, so they must just not be getting any missiles or yeah, energy tanks. So got the uh, like the Aeon capabilities or something. I don't. Yeah, you have to get those, um, but. Yeah, the, that I mean, doing that must be like a no take no hits run. Yeah, I heard the trick. Everything to doing kills it. you in fusion mode. I heard the trick to doing it is uh, using that like Aeon armor. Yeah, oh, you have to all the time, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, because everything becomes like a one hit kill. It's and, uh, yeah, especially in fusion mode, that seems like it'd be a bit of an issue because I mean that Aeon powered. I know even from just the one that I've gotten so far with the map takes a bit to recharge. So I felt seems, like it wasn't that hard to recharge it at all. Like you no, every like, enemy you kill gives you uh, energy for it. No, I was just spamming that like map thing, like the whole game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I find drains it the most is the, um, the rapid fire. Yeah. That, that, that really pulls it down. But Rapid Fire is great for killing the final, final boss. So, and I've heard that this that the boss is a bit big for uh, a bit big for the game. <laughs> yes, yes, you could say that. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to keep the spoiler free, but yeah, you know, you can probably guess who the final boss of this game is. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about it too hard. Uh, Neil, Neil, a couple of days before his review went up, he, he was texting me and saying, oh, my God, this game is great. <coughs> and he said, oh, and, oh, and by the way, uh, the game's not over after the queen. Uh, there's one more fight. And I was like, I wonder if it's blank. And then a couple of days later, I found out, yes, yes, it is. So how is, so as you guys are more of, way more of Metroid fans than I am. I've enjoyed the bit that I've played so far, but Metroid 2 is also the one the one traditional Metroid that I've really enjoyed over the years. So how is this one holding up for you guys as veteran Metroid fans? Did you say uh, you enjoy Metroid 2? I enjoy Metroid 2 as well, Zach. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Metroid I enjoy 2. it with a map. Yeah, Metroid 2 is the first game that like I really started to love in the Metroid series. I had the NES one, but like I don't think I understood it. I was too young at the time to really understand what the game was going for because it was so oh, much like absolutely same here. And uh Metroid 2, like I guess I figured out and played through the whole thing. And I guess I have mixed opinions about this game. Like clearly this new one, the Samus Returns, is the better game overall. It's just easier to get into, but it's still probably the most difficult metroid game oh yeah the boss fights are pretty rough but uh i think the original metroid 2 sets the mood better it like feels creepier and the music i liked better in the original i think the new music like 
steals from other Metroid games too much. Oh, totally. It's like the prime soundtrack is in this game. Which kind of like ticked me off because like you start Samus Returns and the title screen is like a remix of the original Metroid 2 music. And I'm like, all right, I can't wait to hear all the music they've redone from the original Metroid 2. And they didn't really do too many remixes from that game. There's a few in there. But I was very disappointed. Like, even... Like, I don't even think they use the same type of song for the boss fight. And, like... The, the only one I really noticed was the, uh, kind of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the overworld, or the, yeah. the main drop-down music. Yeah, there's that. Uh, and then I think there's one other spot where, like, you could hear some of the music in the background. Like, they mixed it into, like, some other song or something like oh, that. And then the credits, yeah. I think, was a remix at one point. Okay. But... Yeah, I was uh, disappointed because it didn't really set the mood that the original Metroid <coughs> 2 music did. I definitely agree with you that Metroid 2 has an atmosphere that the new one doesn't. Yeah. Um, the new one, like my biggest complaint about this new game is that there's only so much you can do with subterranean caverns in terms of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90% of the game looks the same. Um, you know, the one area I'll have some mechanical things in the background, and one area I'll have some plants in the background. But overall, it's you're looking at purple rocks. And that got old real quick. I mean, that, that didn't really bother me because it didn't really matter for the most part where you were, except for, like, certain areas where you need, like, an upgrade, like the the hot areas or underwater. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I just I just am used to Metroid games having more diverse landscapes. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess my other issue... I mean, the music thing is one thing, just based on nostalgia. It doesn't really take away from this game at all. It's just I like the mood in the other one better. But I feel like the game was slowed down a lot by that melee attack because they really focused on it with all the enemies. I felt like every enemy was super aggressive yeah. and that you had to almost wait for them to do their uh, aggressive attack to uh, repel them away with the melee attack to kill them faster, which at a certain point in the game, when you go back to those areas, your weapons are just stronger. You could take most of them out pretty quickly, but for backtracking earlier on, it just bogs the game down a lot. If you're just going like, Oh, I can go back and get some power-ups because I wasn't going for like a speed run or anything. So I'd be like, okay, I can go back and get some of these items I knew I missed before. And yeah. when you go back to those enemies, it's like I can't really run past them because they're very aggressive, especially those flying ones that just the bats, yeah. Bam, yeah, just bam right into you all the time. So yeah, I felt like there weren't enough passive enemies in the game overall. Did you feel like that there? they just kept repeating the enemies because I felt like there were way too many bats, yeah, way too many spiky things that roll at you, yep. and way too many of those fish that either crawl up the walls or electrify the floor. Yeah, I mean, they did keep adding new ones to like the different areas, I felt like, but at the same time, they did repeat a lot of them. Yeah. Hmm. That kind of goes with my complaint about the aesthetic. Like, every... it it. Uh, just added to the idea that no area was really that distinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've got some divisive. Con we've got a bit of a division in the chat room here. Is is one K three saying, yeah, the counter sucks? But I'm not trick. against the counter. I just think it should have been balanced with a more mix mixture yeah. of right. I mean, one trick you can do with the counter early on is, that I found is once you get the ice beam, you can sh freeze an enemy and then just run up to him and hit him with the counter, and they'll just shatter. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, so you can like kind of cheat it a bit if you switch to that and just want to like kill things in in that fashion. But you do have to get close to them to hit them, like, and it's hard to do that with the backs sometimes. But you could do it if you jump. And you almost it. have to use a counter on the Metroids on some of the Metroids if you're going to get it get anywhere. So, so far, the only way I've been able to do any long term lasting damage to the Metroids is off of a counter and then just blasting them like with the ice beam. I felt oh. like you can hit a lot of them with the ice beam, and then that would get them to almost do their counterable move right afterwards. <coughs> and then you oh, can, I didn't know that. Yeah, if like you freeze them. I mean, not every Metroid you could do that to. Like the later ones, I don't think it's possible to freeze them. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and we've got Cherry Goblin here saying that he thinks the counter makes Metroid less boring. Which, mm, I... I don't know, but then again, I don't have the background in Metroid that you guys do. Yeah, I, I think the counter's fine. It just should have been, the enemy type should have been more balanced, so not everything was so focused on that counter ability. I mean, it's not a bad game at all, but I like the game a lot. i probably give it a 9 out of 10, because I just couldn't put that thing down. But I, I think it could have been balanced a bit better, the way they use yeah. that melee counter. I like the melee counter. It's just so, you use it all the time. It's Yeah, like I said, every, almost every enemy... It's like I'm. It's better to wait for its move to use that counter than to just shoot it, which mm -hmm. seems very unsamus-like overall. But I think it's still cool. Yeah. Mix it up. And the one thing that did tick me off at the end was there were some power-ups I couldn't get, and I tried a ton of stuff trying to figure out how to get these power-ups, even though I had every upgrade in the game. And apparently, there's a hidden technique in this mm -hmm. Metroid game that you need to figure out or just uh, look up. I mean, I probably spent like 40 minutes <laughs> trying to figure this out, nearly killing myself. I and, did it uh, by like, accident. Then I'm just like, you know what? There's some, there's something this game isn't telling me. And it's true. The game doesn't show you at all. There's no little animals to give you a hint on it. You should tell our audience so that they're not frustrated. I don't know if they want me to tell them or not. So. Oh, okay. I mean, it's uh, not hard to look up. True. So it's kind it's of like a spider the, ball technique. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like the crystal, kind of like as hidden as the crystal flash was in Super. Yeah, but you need to do this to get certain item pickups. Yeah. How so not... how early are we talking here? Because like I said, I'm still pretty early it's late on. Game. It's yeah, you late can't game. you can't do it till late game, but you will see some of the things earlier on in some of the earlier areas, so they force you to backtrack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen a few a few areas that I, it's like I should be able to get to this. Maybe now that I've got the spider ball, I can crawl up there and grab it. But it sounds like something. I sounds like this is something that I'm going to have to double back to later on. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, I'm just ticked because it seemed very unmetroid like not to have any clue at all on how to do it in the game anywhere. Yeah. So we. Obviously, this being a more of a news show here, but I do like where we're going with this. But the first week sales for the game came out in Japan, and it did middle of the road for a Metroid game in Japan. Do you think this is going to do well enough 
outside that we'll probably see more 2D Metroid in the future because they've said that the future of 2D Metroid hinges on how well this game sells. Yeah, great. Uh, it doesn't Metroid traditionally do better over here. Yeah, like it, it was player's choice on the GameCube with the Prime games for some reason. Well, Prime was. A, I mean, I hope it does well. I mean, it's. I see a lot of people playing it on Twitter. It looks like, and I hope it does well. But I mean, it is on 3DS, and it is late life, and a lot of people have gone to Switch, so it's hard to say how many people are just gonna get it or not. And yeah, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter do say, "Oh, if it was on Switch, I'd get it." Yeah, I mean, one of the things I am concerned about this game long term is they decided to reboot Metroid 2, a dated game, on a system that by this point is considered dated. So right. I'd really like... It, I think it would be nice maybe to get a Switch version of this game down the road, yeah. or like an, up, like an HD version of it or something, because I just hate for this game, the replacement of a dated game, to be the new dated game in a couple of years already. Yeah. But the, what gets me with doing a Switch version of this game is that we've waited so long for them to do a you know a semi-traditional Metroid on a dual screen handheld. I mean, I love my I love me some Federation Force, but that was not your daddy's Metroid. No, right. better or worse. And now that we've got it, it seems like a, a shame that it might fall by the wayside. Yeah, I mean, this is the game we've really been waiting for on a dual screen. Nintendo system since 2004 when the DS launched because I think at that point everybody knew that a Metroid game would work amazing <coughs> if you had the gameplay on the top screen and a freaking map on the bottom screen Yeah, and they gave it to us it works great why did it take this long I don't freaking know but <laughs> it works great and you don't have to keep pausing to see the map so yeah I, that I wonder I'd like to know how long it was in development it it seemed like it because we we heard about Mercury Steam pitching something to Nintendo in 2015. It seemed to get in after that, mm. and it probably and I mean Nintendo is still being somewhat surprised by how much of a runaway success the Switch has been. So that may be why they were still greenlighting 3DS projects into you know late 2017 into 2018. Probably you know, true. Even if, as Ms. even as as Miss says in the chat room, you know everybody should still have a 3DS, even if they traded one in toward a Switch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure most of the people who own a Switch still have a 3DS, but how many people want to go back to it? That's I'm willing to do it, but what about yeah. everybody else? Yeah, I think we're in the minority here, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's Metroid and. Now, I, I suppose the countdown is on. Do we find out just what and who is Metroid Prime 4? I hope Metroid Prime 4 takes place later in the timeline because they really need to move past Fusion. Well, I think Metroid Prime 4 is going to still be before Metroid 2. I think it's going to tie up all the loose ends of the Prime thing. And then, I mean, there's... Without spoiling... Samus Returns, there's basically three loose ends, I feel like, in the Metroid saga right now. And for the Prime series, it's Silex and what he's up to. Yeah. After Fusion, we need to figure out what happens to Samus after becoming probably 
a criminal to the Galactic Federation. And then there's this new thing that could tie into all of that after Metroid Fusion that you can find out if you 100% the new game. Mm -hmm. Returns. And if you can, and once we once the speedrunners figure out how to 100% the game in under four hours, maybe <laughs> who knows? Maybe that that'll get tied up as well. Well, I think they already have. I think I saw someone beat it in <coughs> two and a half hours. Oh my god! Was that in any percent or 100%? I think any percent. Uh, yeah. Percentage, I should tell you, Donald. Percentage complete doesn't count towards your ending uh, scene. Okay, so it's just time based this time. Just time, yep. Okay. But yeah, that'll. So we'll, we'll probably see more of uh, more of Samus Returns in January at uh, Awesome Games on Quick. <laughs> that'll be that. I'm definitely going to tune in for that one. Yeah, it is a good game, and if you have a 3DS and you haven't picked up Samus Returns yet, I highly recommend you do. It is an interesting Metroid Definitely. game. It, it is fun. Uh, like, I brought up some problems, but like I said, overall, I probably still would give this game a 9 out of 10 just because, problems aside, the game is still ridiculously fun. Yeah. And, and addictive. Like, you just want to keep going and going. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it 8, 5, 9, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm still too early to make a call on it, but what was the last thing you got? Ice beam, ice beam or spider ball? Oh, I can't. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's real early. All right, but yeah, that is going to do it for this week because uh, I think we all want to get back to uh, all want to get back to Metroid. I think. <laughs> or SteamWorld Dig. <laughs> or SteamWorld Dig Two, or or right, in my rabbits. I'm finishing. Oh. oh God, I still I still have to get that. I still have to get through World One on that game. Oh jeez! I, I beat it last night, but now I'm doing some of the bonus content. So, what's the uh, first game you guys are going to play on the Super Nintendo Mini? Star Fox and Star Fox Two. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I might go. I might go uh, after the obvious one, Star Fox. Star Fox Two. I think I might go FF Six. I've I haven't played the Super Nintendo version uh, of that in years, and I think I'm due for a replay on that. I've never played that. I haven't either. Although that'll probably get me thrown out of my apartment. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for SNES Classic and probably not as much as other people because I still have my SNES hooked up and a ton of games for it. Oh, I have, yeah, I, I don't have it hooked up, but I have a lot of the games that are on the SNES Classic. I, I'm kind of excited to play like the real version of Yoshi's Island again. Yeah, yeah. That, <coughs> that'll be my palate cleanser, I think, in between FF6 sessions. I mean, I wish there was like the real version of Yoshi's Island plus bonus levels somewhere. Yes. Like, like the ones from the GBA? <laughs> yeah. I want like the ultimate. Those super brutal GBA bonus levels. Yeah. I want I want the uh, that, complete that, package somewhere. That's what that's what they need to put in like the in the Yoshi game for Switch. Like an oh, like, <laughs> hidden bonus mode, HD remake of Yoshi's Island complete with GBA levels. There you go. But if we're if we're uh, we're fantasy, but if we're fantasy booking that, we probably need to get out of here. So, uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, Justin can be found at King Nintendo Fan. Yep, which you can which you can find his mourning over the fact that his uh, twelve dollar ninety nine cent twelve dollar and ten cent copies of Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon got canceled. Oh, you'd be crying too. Yeah, I I I I'm jealous because I'm looking at eighty bucks for that before tax. Jeez. Oh, and that's sad thing is that's your regular price. That for me, that's a discount. Mm. Zach is on Twitter at Zemler1902 for all your um, for 
for all your dinosaur and other large, large breasted mammal needs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I'm on Twitter at Donald Mick or my or the other podcast I do on a regular basis, which is about to have its hundredth and last episode as soon as I can get ninety nine at the door. Nintendo Free Radio at NFR Podcast. And we are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash NWR for exclusive news and content, including a quick fire audio version, assuming I don't fall asleep immediately after we go off the air tonight. <laughs> that's literally what happened last week, folks. I am sorry that happened, but I work at six, I have to get up at 6.30 in the morning on weekdays now because of my new job. So, And we ran till almost 1 o'clock in the morning my time last week. Oh, dear God. Yeah, and of course, if you want all the all the news and reviews you can handle, it's over at NintendoWorldReport.com. We've got reviews for pretty much every big game this this came out this week, and a few the few of the smaller ones even as well. But that is our show. Have a good night. Bye bye. Later. Late.